Hey guys, welcome to NP's POV and we are back for another episode. To be honest, I did film this episode a while ago, but Apple decided to do some jagged update that basically just deleted work that you just recently uploaded and the engineers are currently working on it but I couldn't get my podcast back the whole thing so we are going again for round two so today's episode is basically about you guys getting to know me more I have a lot of story times that I'm about to fill you guys in on but it's also about what has shocked me and made me realize that I basically need to live my life to the absolute fullest that's why the title for today's episode is called Yole, that's the motto. Now, if you know me, you know that I love Drake. And one of my favourite songs by him is The Motto. I literally had Yole, that's the motto on my Blackberry phone case in year six. So, it was that good. But yeah, I just wanted this episode to kind of be an eye-opener as to why you should be really grateful for the life that you have. And always remember, like, I remember watching a TV show or a documentary. I can't remember which one it was. And um, there was a saying in it and it kind of stuck with me. And it was, um, the saying was, that you should always remember that someone is worse off than you. So if you think you're in a position where there's no way you can, like, get out of this, there's no way, like, it could get any worse than this, the likelihood is that it probably could. But someone is probably going through a worse off situation than you and you just kind of have to be grateful for the position that you're in and remember that the situation that you're in is usually temporary 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 oh my god guys my english anyway you guys know what i'm trying to say but yeah just letting you guys know that your situation does not define you you can get out of any situation and level yourself up with the right mindset basically i also want to add in this episode there are going to be many ethical dilemmas which i think you guys are going to find really interesting i wanted to throw a bit of philosophy into her and um I think this episode is best suited for a group setting because there's going to be a lot of things that you guys are going to discuss that may get heated because I remember doing this in A-level in class and some of the discussions got heated. Before I start, I just want to give my usual disclaimer stating that this is mine and other people's opinions. We're not specialists in these areas. We're just people who have had or seen experiences, have learned from them, and we just want to share them, basically. I also just want to add quickly, some topics may be upsetting for viewers. I'm a very, like, light-hearted, kind of happy person, so I may come at it from that kind of perspective even though some of the topics are quite serious that is just the way that I do things everybody has like different ways like it's the same with like coping mechanisms everybody's coping mechanism is different but yeah my first story time is basically about how I got hit by a car I lost my four front teeth at seven (laughs) Well, it was between the ages of seven or nine. I can't remember which one it was, but yeah, I'd lost my four front teeth. So basically, I had an au pair. And if you're African, you know about them au pair days. And um, we must have been going to school. So this was early in the morning. And basically, it was me and my two siblings, my my two older siblings. And we had got to the road. And she crossed with my two siblings and left me on the other side. And considering this was a busy road, I was like, 
where is this green man at? Because there's no way I'm crossing without this green man. She was like, no, no, just come, like, come over, just cross. Gee, at this point, I had the Nick Young's face, like, what? Like, what is going on? But I listened to her instructions anyway. So as I was crossing, a car came. So I tripped, basically, and a car was coming over a speed bump. But luckily, it was coming very slowly. And it kind of knocked me over but obviously face first, so my face hit the ground first, and then I got up, and I just remember walking away, and just feeling air, like a lot of air coming through my mouth, and I was like, wait, what, okay, this is a, this is a bit too much for me, and then I opened my mouth, because I, what was it? I started getting the metallic, like the metallic taste of blood, you know what I mean, so then I opened my mouth and my open looked at my mouth and her face was horrified. I was like, oh no, something's happened. So long story short, she ends up calling my mum. I end up going to the dentist, obviously finding out that I lost my four front teeth. And I actually have a picture. I wish I could show you guys, <laughs> like of me in primary school, smiling in my school photo without four teeth like there was just black you just see black but as like a seven and eight year old that just really made me deep life because when i told you when that car came i saw the seven years of my my living flash before my eyes wow i really said my living <laughs> i meant my life <laughs> but a little side note that i want to add is that they were my baby teeth and a couple of days after it happened i went to go look on that same road to look for my missing teeth <laughs> but anyway next story this one is quite a sad one and it still to this day weighs heavy on my heart but it made me really appreciate like spending time with my siblings and actually how (laughs) this sounds rude how valuable they are to me basically by the way I do say basically quite a lot (laughs) but yeah if you know me you know what secondary school my brother went to and for those who don't know he went to STC I don't know if I can say the full name on here so we'll just shorten it down to STC and um I must have gone to one of my brother's prize givings I think he was in like year 10 year 9 either or but um, me and my mum went and they basically gave us a leaflet with all the winners and what they won it for and either on the front or the back I can't slightly remember but um there was a picture of this black boy and it said in memory of and his name so I was a bit like oh someone died in my brother's year so after the prize giving ceremony I asked my brother oh what happened to this boy and he was like to me it was a misidentification death as in he got killed the killer killed him thinking he was someone else and that just hit me like a ton of bricks like I remember thinking or feeling like really scared when my brother didn't come home on time because this guy was literally just coming back from school and it happened to him and when my brother didn't used to turn up to places on time I used to be so scared and I was still in primary school at this time so the fear hit times 10 and to be honest I still think my mum's quite scared as well because my brother being a grown like 23 slash 24 year old man like when he's home my mom is still asking me to text my brother where is he because it's getting dark it's getting late and that situation just made me realize how much you should value the time that you spend with the people that you love or like the people around you basically so my next story time is about 
how someone got stabbed at my doorstep, basically. I need to stop saying basically in my, my podcast. But yeah, me and my siblings were quite young at this point of time. So I remember glimpses of it, but the rest is basically what my mum told me. So we were in bed, we were upstairs in bed and it must have been my mum and my uncle and a couple of her friends downstairs. And late at night, um, you just start hearing the doorbell ring, constantly banging on the front door. So then like my mum automatically turned into panic mode and just switched off all the lights to make it seem like we weren't at home, but we were at home two seconds ago. But um, yeah, and it just kept going, kept going. And then it just stopped. And then my mum basically called the police. There was basically blood all over my doorstep and my front door. And to cut a long story short, we found out that it was between three people. Basically, there was two guys fighting over this one girl. And then one of the guys ended up stabbing the other guy. And then the guy ran to our house. And I was like, Amanda was still fighting over... Obviously, (laughs) I was quite young, but I was like, really? Amanda was fighting over a girl? Like, stabbing... Like, it got to that point. Obviously, there's always more to the story. But, yeah, that just kind of... If this was to happen, like, now, like, at this age that I'm at, I would have been freaked. That's scary as flip. I wouldn't have known how to react. Knowing me, who watches a lot of true crime, I would have feared. But, yeah, this then leads me to ethical dilemmas because this dilemma actually happened... It's quite similar to a situation that happens in situation ethics. And for those who don't know what situation ethics is, it's basically taking into account a situation or an event and kind of evaluating it ethically. Like, it's quite a broad definition. And my my philosophy teacher who taught me ethics is probably thinking, Angry, you could have explained it better. But... I will give you examples so then you'll understand what I'm talking about. So there's two main guys to situation ethics. There's Fletcher who thinks that you have to judge situations situationally. And then there's Kant. These are philosophers, by the way. There's Kant who thinks, no, you have to lay down universal laws, basically. Which means that one rule has to apply for like every situation. So for example, or an example he gives is lying is wrong so lying is wrong in every situation so this is the ethical dilemma that Fletcher poses the other guy to kind of criticize Kant's idea and I want you guys to sit and discuss or just think about what you would do in this situation so you hear the doorbell ring and you open the door and there's a woman standing at the door saying her husband is running after her with a knife prepared to kill her you let her in and a couple seconds later the husband comes at your door saying threatening you basically saying is my wife here so these are like the different options in a sense if you let her in she now poses a threat to you and your family same goes for if you lie to him saying that no she's not here and he still suspects something and he kills you anyway but you also have the option of not letting her in and not helping her which still doesn't mean that you're not a a threat like it still doesn't mean that he won't kill you there's just a less likely chance that he will but now you've put that woman at risk because there's a very high chance that she will get killed and obviously the guilt of that could potentially weigh heavy 
And this kind of links to utilitarianism, which is a major part of ethics as well, which has two sides, which is basically you either do the greatest good for the greatest number, which basically means that you do what is best suited for a lot of people, or you make a moral decision on what you think would be the right thing to do. And I think in this case, if I can remember back in class, quite a few people chose to not want to put their family at risk. By the way, there's not the option of not opening the door. Like before you guys are like, oh, found a loophole. You can't just don't open the door. I'm saying in a theoretical sense, you open the door. I'm going to give you guys two more dilemmas that are associated with situation ethics. Situation ethics has a hint of like Christian views within it. So one of the dilemmas is coming from like a Catholic viewpoint. But yeah, this second one for context, the woman is currently in a concentration camp. So, in Ukraine, Mrs. B learns through a sympathetic command officer that her husband and family are trying to keep together and find her. But the rules allowed them to release her to Germany only if she was pregnant, in which case she would be returned as a liability. She turned things over in her mind and she was wondering whether she should ask a friendly, vulgar German camp guard to impregnate her or not. So there's a lot more options within this scenario that Fletcher came up with. Because if she doesn't go through with it, there's a high possibility that she will die within the concentration camp. There's also a high possibility that if she does go through with it, this camp guard may end up snitching. If you're coming from a Christian viewpoint, there's also the fact that it is cheating. But I can't lie, I think God will understand you for this one. But but yeah, there's also the fact that when she goes back to the husband, coming from like a man's perspective, your wife is coming back with another man's baby from like the baby was kind of produced out of necessity rather than out of what you consider love but obviously if you're a good man you'll raise it as your own because that is your wife like the whole point she did this is to get back to you guys but yeah this is the time I would suggest you pause and kind of discuss like girls what would you do guys what would you do as the husband like would you encourage your wife to do this would you not And then we'll go straight into the third one. Fletcher has so many examples, by the way. I'm just using three of them. And a lot of his examples are extreme. That's like a major criticism like used within situation ethics is that his examples are way too out there. But some of them have happened in real life as well. Like he uses extreme examples, but these are extreme examples that have happened. So the next one. A Catholic woman gives birth to conjoined twins. It is discovered that the twins need to be separated if they're going to survive. However, if they were separated, one of them would die. The Catholic Church has advised the woman not to separate the twins. As if they were separated and one dies, this is murder. They say it is better to let them both die. What should the mother do? See, this situation is kind of sticky because you either let them both die or you save one and let one die, basically. And... I feel like this one is basically testing your morality in a sense, like what you think would be morally right to do. Either way, I don't think it's murder because this was not your choice. It just so happened that the twins came out conjoined. But this one is either way a lose-lose situation. I don't know why so many of Fletcher's examples involve women though. (laughs) That's the one question. Like there's another one, a jungle one, that also involves a woman and a child. But actually, I can twist this on its head and involve a man instead. So we'll replace the woman with a man instead. So you just have to sit and discuss and think which man you think is right in this decision. Like you can swap it in for a woman, obviously, if you're a girl in the situation. But if you're a man in the situation, think of it from a man's perspective as well. 
but yeah which man do you think is right so to set the scene you're stuck in the jungle with a group of people and you have a child you're carrying like a newborn baby you're hiding in the jungle because an army is out to kill you guys and so you're sitting there hiding and your newborn baby starts to cry and everybody starts like turns around to look at you like in panic mode like these people will find us the baby will not stop crying and basically one of the members turns and says kill it so you basically have two options you disobey the group member let the baby continue to cry and get everybody killed including yourself and the baby you kill it to keep silence and basically save everyone else including yourself but now your baby is gone i suggest you pause here and discuss or think From Fletcher's perspective, he'll be thinking about what's the most loving thing um, slash what's the most moral thing. Because if you think about it, your baby's dead either way. But which way would be the most kind of loving way for it, like your baby to go? Because it's either you kill it with your bare hands and have that trauma and pain kind of haunt you for the rest of your life or have an army person like an officer or someone kill it in front of you which is still traumatic so in this in this case in my opinion there's actually no win-win situation or as Fletcher likes to pose it right decision there's definitely no right decision here but that's some examples from one philosopher's ideology um of ethical dilemmas for now if you guys really like it um I'll do another whole podcast on ethical dilemmas from different topics within philosophy whether it be like business ethics euthanasia like there's some really interesting cases and really interesting discussions that can come from these like dilemmas like I actually really miss philosophy it was really interesting like it actually got you thinking and it was very intriguing to learn luckily I think in my third year I have um a module Um, I have business ethics as a module so I'll be excited to learn a bit of philosophy again at some point. I was going to do one more story time but I thought I don't want to bombard you guys with so many different story times so I'm actually gonna split this podcast into two. So this is gonna be YOLO that's the motto part one and then I'm gonna wait like two weeks after and then upload YOLO that's the motto part two. So in between there'll be a different titled or themed um podcast before i release yolo that's the motto too because i just don't want so many story times back to back to back like i feel like you guys have heard enough about my life for today and you deserve a bit of a break (laughs) so that's what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna release a part two in a couple weeks time that's gonna include a lot more stories and dilemmas for you guys so yeah hope you guys enjoyed this episode another short one but i intend to make my podcast longer week by week not too long because i don't want like me talking to drag but yeah i want to hear you guys's feedback comments on any of the dilemmas as well i want to hear you guys thoughts on those just let me know on my social media platforms and don't forget to follow me and like this episode on whatever platform you're listening to me on and I'll see you guys next week.